You're listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast with Lee Fulford, where questions about the Bible meet real life. Hey, this is Lee Bible in Real Life. So I'm so excited you're here for the second part of the episode where we talk about God's um, call for parents. The, the job description of a Christian parent in real life. So uh, just to catch you back up to speed, we've talked about how there are three foundational truths. One, The three foundational truths that we need to understand is, number one, you are or your children belong to God, and we're a steward over the souls, right? Uh, your child belongs to God. You are a steward of them. They are not yours exclusively, and that will change your whole paradigm. If you've missed that episode, make sure you go back and listen to the previous episode where we talked about that. And the second foundational truth, I'm sorry, I think I said three. The the second foundational truth is you will eventually have to let go of your children, right? So during this time period where God has given you uh, to train them up, you will... Um, you will, it's only for a limited time because they're going to grow on. They're going to leave and cleave. We have to teach them, uh, how to be independent and go on and to be all that God has called them to be. Right. So, um, we're going to hop right back in. The second thing, uh, we studied the, the childhood of Jesus and we see that it consists of three areas of, in, of growth. One is Jesus grew in wisdom stature and in favor with God and men. The last episode, we talked about that mentally. We talked about how in that wisdom piece, there is the child growing academically and emotionally, right? In this episode, we're going to cover the remaining areas of growth uh, that we need to have for maintaining, developing, and growing a well-rounded, mature Christian children, all right? Let's hop back in the episode and pick up where we left off. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. You did not grow up in a household with love. Then we have to change that. Okay? If no one said, I love you. There's this There's this scene that's on the internet of Denzel Washington. And the kid says, hey, dad, um, I don't think you like me. And he said, hey, who says I got to like you? You know, it's my responsibility to raise you. It's my responsibility to put food on your plate and blah, blah, blah. Who says I got to like you? And as I listened to it, I said, oh, my goodness. The child does not feel loved. Now, Denzel may be saying, hey, I'm providing for you. I'm doing all these obligations for you, right? I'm providing for you. But the child didn't perceive it as love. You know, one way to make sure your child perceives that you love them. Now, it doesn't mean you let them do everything they need to do. Right. Because we'll we'll get to Hebrews chapter 12 where, you know, uh, love has discipline. Love disciplines us. But say it. Say, you know what? I love you. You are amazing. God has something planned for your life. And I love you, little bitty baby boy. Listen, I don't care what nobody said. Right. I'm 47 years old. But I'm mama's, my, my mama loved me. My daddy loves me, right? Um, 
So I don't know, just felt like <laughs> I needed to say that, right? Um, because not everybody knows that their parents love them, right? Um, and Jesus said, this commandment that I give, love one another as I have loved you. So let your children know that you love them. You know, it will go a long way for their emotional development. That wisdom piece, that emotional piece that we have, um, it will go a long way when we say, hey, you know what? You are loved. You are cherished. You are valuable. Right. So we've got to train them uh, mentally. Next, physically. Right. So um, First Timothy says this. First Timothy, what is it? Five, eight. First Timothy five eight says, "Let me uh, let me show you this." First Timothy five eight. If anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Right. First Timothy five, eight. If anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Listen, um, Bible says Jesus grew in wisdom and in statue. So physically, parents, we have a physical responsibility to take care of our children. Right. That's providing for physical needs. Right. Um, so, yes, put a roof on their head put clothes on their back, put food in their belly, right? Provide safety for the child. I mean, Maslow hierarchy of needs knows that safety, security, food, and shelter is a part of basic human needs, right? I don't know why I'm, I'm shouting. Well, because I get frustrated where sometimes I, and I know you love Jesus, sister, so-and-so. I know you love the Lord, brother, so-and-so, but provide for your children. Make sure they got food to eat. Make sure they got clothes to wear, right? Teach them, you know, make sure they have uh, a place to stay. The Bible says, if you don't take care of your household, you're worse than an unbeliever because unbelievers know that, right? In that in that clip from Fences, hey, he knew that. Hey, I'm not showing you love. I'm not saying I love you, but I know I got to put food on your back. I know I got to put a house over your uh, roof over your head, right? So believers, there should not this is, there is zero sympathy. <laughs> Why am I getting angry about this? Um, because as a believer, we should definitely provide the basic necessities. So, so, hey, mm, uh-oh. Hey, 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 man of God, right? <clears throat> Paul, watch this. Paul was an apostle and a minister of the gospel. But when he had to take care of himself, Paul would make tents. He would still provide, right? Now, uh, I don't necessarily believe Paul had, you know, children, but here's the point. He got out and he worked. I know you're a man of God. I know God's called you to big things. I know you want to minister and serve, blah, blah, blah. But your responsibility is to take care of your household, take care of your family, go to work, put food on the table, put a roof on the head, right? Take care of your children, right? And then parents as well, right? Parents, we understand this, okay? Mamas, take care of your babies. Mothers, 
take care of your children, put food on. You know, I am seeing some crazy stuff the older I get, right? I see mothers that are not making sure that that the the children have eaten um, or are not making sure that the children <laughs> um, are clothed, right? These are basic things. And it should not be spoken up for the household of faith. I'm sorry. This is Bible in real life, right? So these are things that are fundamental things, right? We got to take care of this. Um, Bible says Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. Uh, so physically, his physical needs were taken care of. You know, um, I can't find the reference right now, but the Bible speaks of Hannah. Uh, Hannah prayed for Samuel. And the Bible says God gave um, Hannah uh, a child, right? Uh, and that child was Samuel. Then the Bible says, um, Hannah gave the child to the tabernacle, right? He gave the child to service in God. And the Bible says that yearly she would bring another coat for Samuel. What's my point? She still made sure he was covered. She still made sure he was clothed, right? As a mother, right? As a parent. We have to look after the physical needs as well. The Bible says that a wise man takes care of his children's children, right? So even financially, they take care of their children's children. So as you're working toward getting you where you need to be, understand that your responsibility isn't just to take care of your physical needs, mama. You know, oh, I'm trying not to stay on this soapbox too long, but sometimes... I see a mother, a woman that is well put together. I mean, nice, nice, Fendi this, Gucci this, blah, blah, blah. And the kids are not. I'll just say that, right? Um, so we have a responsibility to take care of our physical needs, okay? So not only physical, not only mentally or wisdom, it says, in favor with God. So as parents, we have a responsibility for spiritual, um, making sure they increase and grow spiritually. Deuteronomy. I love going to this Deuteronomy passage. Because Deuteronomy chapter 6 pretty much gives us, here's what we need to be doing, right? Um, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses where we're going to start. Deuteronomy chapter 6, let's just start at the beginning. And I'm going to read a little bit. So Deuteronomy chapter six. Now, this is the commandment, the statutes and the rules that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you. That you do them in the land which you're going to possess it, that you may fear the Lord your God. And your sons and your sons' sons by keeping all his statutes and commandments, which I command you. OK, we are to um, verse three. Hear, therefore, O Israel. And be careful to do them that it may go well with you and that you may multiply greatly um, in the land flowing with milk and honey. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. And you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, 
and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. <coughs> Here is what he's saying. Well, and when the Lord your God brings you into the land of Israel um, and fills you with houses, blah, blah, blah. Let me see. Um, okay. I think there was a little further. Okay. Um, so Deuteronomy chapter six tells us our responsibility to raise them spiritually. Okay. Um, teach them that the Lord is one God, right? Teach them that, that the Lord is one God. Teach them the biblical statutes, you know, Sometime I'll do a, a quiz and <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest with you. Sometime I do a quiz with my children, like a little Bible quiz. Hey, who was Noah or who was Jonathan or who was Saul, right? And I got to be honest with you. Sometimes I am embarrassed at the, at the answers, right? Um, <laughs> and sometimes I'm so happy. I'd be like, yes, yes. Uh, it was Daniel that was in the lion's den. Yes, thank you, Jesus, right? Uh, and sometimes I'm so embarrassed, right? Um, uh, no, sorry. Um, Jesus's mother was not, you know, Eve, right? <laughs> but here's my point. Um, I try to keep, the word in front of the children, right? Hey, this is the reason I know these Bible stories is because my mom, my parents made sure I read the Bible, made sure I learned the stories, made sure I was at church, right? They took Deuteronomy 6 seriously and they kept the things around the house, right? We used to watch Superbook. Now with my kids, I found Superbook on Amazon Prime. And now, hey, let's watch Superbook, right? These are biblical stories because I want them to have a biblical worldview, a biblical frame of reference, just like I had, just like the Bible tells us to do in Deuteronomy chapter six, right? Remember, this is a new generation. Um, the, there's a generation that died in the wilderness. And he's like, listen, Make sure you teach this new generation, your children and your children's children, my statutes, because we want them to love the Lord, their God, with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their strength. Right. So we have a responsibility to teach our children. But but preacher, preacher, but podcaster Lee, <laughs> but podcaster Lee, what if I don't know the stories? Then you have to teach yourself. You have to learn the stories. You have to get in your word, right? I said it before. You can't give what you don't have. You can't give what you don't have. So if you don't know the Bible stories, then you need to be in the Bible. If you don't know what God says about this and that and what, then you need to go. Because yes, um, Based on your life and your experience in various circumstances, it's possible to teach them academics. You can teach them to be caring and kind based on your um, based on your upbringing, right? But 
Morality is not the same as having a spiritual relationship with God, right? I can teach my children to be kind and to share and to not cut in line. I can teach them that. However, the Bible says I'm also to teach them that the Lord is God. The Bible says I'm also supposed to teach them to love the Lord thy God with all their heart, with all their mind, with all their soul, with all their strength, right? And he says I'm supposed to talk about it in the morning. I'm supposed to talk about it at night. I'm supposed to talk about it uh, when they go into school. I'm supposed to talk about it when they come home. Oh, man, you keep talking about the Bible? Listen, I understand I don't have unlimited time with these children. There is a time frame. There is a point where they are going to leave my house. They are going to start their own families. And all it takes is for what my grandparents taught my mom what my mom taught me, if I stop, then who's going to teach them? Oh, the internet's going to teach them. Their kid at school is going to teach them. But I can't trust my responsibility to whatever student is in their classroom to teach them the things I'm supposed to teach them. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature in favor with God and man. Yes, I'm going to teach them mentally and emotionally. Uh, yes, I'm going to provide for their needs, but as a parent, we have to have this spiritual conversations with our children. We need to tell them about the love of God. We could tell them um, about um, how we have sinned and Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins and he wants to have a personal relationship with you, right? Oh, but that's that's um, pushing the Bible down their throat. Well, we we make sure they eat physical food. We make sure they go to school. Let's make sure they hear God's word. Not because, well, um, well, won't that turn them away? Well, if we're living it, then they see it. If we're being kind to our spouse, we're being kind to the neighbors, then they are seeing the benefits of a lifestyle that's lived out according to God's word, right? Um, there's the When they see the joy of the Lord in your life, when they see the peace of God when the world is going crazy, when they see love, joy, peace, gentleness, patience, goodness, self-control, when they see these aspects, they realize that, you know what? I would love to have that type of relationship that you have with God, right? The Bible says we got to teach them. The Bible says we got to train them up in the way they should go. And I'm preaching now. Um, you know, Joshua, in Joshua chapter, uh, Joshua chapter 20, watch this. This is, I think, was so good. Joshua 20, uh, I'm sorry, Joshua chapter 4, verse 20. Now, in Joshua 4.20, it says, um, and this was about when they were creating memorial stones, right? Joshua 4.20, uh, it says, and those 12 stones, which they took out of Jordan, um, Joshua set up at Gilgal, and he said to the people of Israel, when your children ask their fathers in times to come, what do these stones mean? Then you shall let your children know. Israel passed over this Jordan on dry land for the Lord, your God dried up the waters for the uh, Jordan for you until you passed over as the Lord, your God did at the Red Sea. What is he saying? 
Joshua says, hey, you should be telling your kids what God has done in your life, right? Hey, um, I remember telling our children how we used to be in an apartment, right? Uh, I remember we were in a one-bedroom apartment praying, you know, and then um, the baby's coming, right? And he's like, man, we need another house, right? And I told my children the story of how God provided and now we have a house that can, you know, as we've had more children, you know, the house can support all the children that we have, right? Um, but it's these memorial stones. Let me testify, not only just in church, but tell your children, testify to your children about the goodness of the Lord. Okay, sorry. All right, parents, um, we have responsibilities to raise them mentally, um, physically, spiritually, and then socially. Wait a minute. Um, we have a responsibility to um, to educate our children how to live socially. Yes, the Bible gives us plenty of instructions on how to live socially. The Bible teaches us that um, he that must have friends, he that will have friends must show himself friendly, right? So we have to teach our children to be friendly. Here is how we interact with each other. First Peter tells us, let's go. First Peter chapter three, um, and we can start at verse eight. First Peter three, eight says this. Uh, what does it say? It says, finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, a, hu a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil, or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. For to you, you for to this you were called, that you may obtain a blessing. For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Right. So Peter is saying. Well, Bible teaches we should, Jesus grew in favor with men. So we have to teach how to live um, with men. Hey, have a tender heart. Have a humble heart. Don't be proud and arrogant, right? Don't repay evil for evil. That's not how we are to live socially. Hey, if somebody does wrong to you, Jesus said, um, uh, it has been said, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, but I say unto you, right? And he extends it. He's like, hey, if they sue you and take your, your coat, give them your cloak as well. Jesus is saying that the standard for the believer is not, hey, whatever you do to me, I'm going to do to you, right? I'm not going to respond evil for evil. Bible tells us in Romans, be not overcome with evil but overcome evil with good. Is this what we're teaching our children? Are we teaching our children how to live in society, being caring, being humble, being um, loving, right? Oh, wait a minute. I don't want my child to get walked all over. The world is tough and they have to be tough too. Well, did Jesus live in this world? Did Jesus understand how tough the world? But the Bible says that we will know his, that we are his disciples by our love, 
do not return evil for evil. He says, overcome evil with good. This is the example. Now, protect yourself. Yes, you know, but um, the world will say, hey, if somebody does something to you, do it worse to them right? Hey, they don't want to talk to you, then be evil and mean and, t- and spread rumors about them and gossip about them to blow up their whole situation, right? But that's not the biblical instruction. Hey, parents, we have to teach our children. The Bible says in Romans 12, 18, we got to teach our children how to live peaceably with all men, right? Romans 13 teaches us that we are got to teach our children how to Uh, that all authority comes from God. So we are to obey our authority figures, right? We're to obey our teachers. We're to obey the government, right? Um, So these are lessons as a Christian parent that we are to pass on to our children. The Bible says we're to pray for the king, right? So we have to live, we have to exist socially on this planet. And the Bible said that Jesus grew in wisdom, mentally, uh, in stature, physically, in favor with God and men. Hey, parents, if we're going to be successful parents, if we're going to be good stewards of the children that God has placed in our care so that they are able to go out into the world and survive and be good citizens and be good disciples and be good examples of Christ and have that lasting relationship where they love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength and love that neighbor as thyself, then we have to do our job. And that is raising them mentally, physically, socially, and spiritually. All right. Ooh, a tall task, but you're up for it. Right. The Bible says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth to all men liberally. The Bible says where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. So God can empower you with his Holy Spirit to do the work. That's the beauty of it. Lord, these are not my children. Wait. (laughs) Yes, these are my children, but the souls belong to you. So while they are in my care, I want to steward them and make them an acceptable offering for you. Lord, I want you to be, I want you to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You have prepared and taken care of the souls that I've placed in your custody. That's our prayer. And that is the call of the Christian parent. Man, um, so what happens when I didn't get that coming up as a kid. Well, then it has to start with you. We have to be the example to change our generation, right? And think about it. When you look around, you see that per man, that person didn't have home training. Usually we're talking about either they don't know how to take them, take care of themselves physically They don't know how to interact with people socially, right? They're still in and doing these things. Or they um, haven't got emotional or mental intelligence to deal with situations. 
or they don't have a relationship with God, so they're mean, nasty, etc. Right? The responsibility lies on the parent. But God can empower you to be a parent of renown, right? God has given us the responsibility to raise our children and we can do it, right? This is the responsibility. Thank you for paying attention to our series, listening to our series on um, godly parenting, Christian parenting. And this is the evaluation I want you to have. Am I raising my child mentally and emotionally, taking care of them physically, making sure they are growing spiritually and making sure they understand socially how to interact in this world. If not, then we got work to do. All right. Love you. <laughs> Love you. Anyway, thanks for listening. My name is Lee Fuller. This is Bible in Real Life, and I will talk to you next time. All right. Bye-bye, everybody.